Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from our epistle lesson, where St. Paul writes to the young pastor Timothy, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. This is our text. Andrew would be tempting to uh, spend some time on the first part of that text where St. Paul says, let no one despise you because of your youth, but I'm going to skip right over that part and go to uh, to the next sentence there that says, set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. The issue isn't age. And I'm not saying that just because of my own age. The issue is leadership. I know you learn somewhere along the line that one of the roles that a pastor plays in the life of a parish is that of a leader. And you can read all kinds of books on pastoral leadership, and I encourage you to do that. But the best book on that subject is this one right here. We can learn all kinds of things in that regard from God's word. For instance, in our text, St. Paul says that the way you lead is by the example that you set. And he wasn't telling Timothy, and he isn't telling you, Andrew, to do something he wasn't willing to do himself. Several times in his letters, he encourages his readers to follow his example, but he he puts that all into perspective in, in his first letter to the Corinthian Christians when he says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. In other words, to be a good leader, you first have to be a good follower, a disciple of Jesus. Paul refers to that in the first part of our epistle lesson when he talks about how, like you, Andrew Timothy, was trained in the words of the faith and in the good doctrine that he followed. You received that kind of training in this congregation. From the day you were baptized here, through your your schooling and, and your confirmation, and while you were in high school. That's one of the reasons why Andrew wanted to have his ordination service here. Another one is what I mentioned in the greeting at the beginning of the service, and that is uh, uh, his gratitude for all of the support this congregation has has given to him uh, throughout the years and to him and Whitney, especially now in these uh, seminary years. We're so happy to be included in this celebration. And we want you to know that we're truly proud of you. Although anybody who's been around Gail these last few weeks knows that that those who are most proud of you and most filled with joy at this time are your parents. And rightly so. They're the ones who prayed for you most fervently. Who made many sacrifices for you, who taught you about Jesus. They're the ones who who brought you for baptism. 
and who made sure that you were trained in the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. That faith and and that doctrine are all about the Savior. And Paul says that those who believe it, and we might add especially those who preach it, must also live it. It's a logical progression. And the apostle puts together a very challenging list to flesh that out as he exhorts Timothy to set believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. I'd like to take a a look at each of those words in turn. First, set an example in speech. That's not talking about your grammar. It's not talking about Greek or Hebrew. It's talking about the words you choose and the tone you use. In your professional life, certainly, but also and maybe especially in your personal life with Whitney. And should God so bless you with your children, with the words of of encouragement and affirmation that you can offer to them. But as important as what we say also is what we do, our conduct. Because as we know, so very often our actions speak louder than our words. That's really what our St. Lawrence mission statement says. The St. Lawrence mission statement to show others by word and deed how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. That dates back to the founding of our congregation. Got a picture of, uh, of a man who was uh, one of those founders. Some of you might recognize him as Lawrence Lazel. Andrew recognizes him as his great, great, great grandpa. Pastor Alshweed was the one who clued me in on that. And so when he told me that, I started to do a little bit of a review on Lawrence Lazel. And when I first looked at that picture, I thought I could see a family resemblance in Andrew, especially in the mouth. Maybe you can see it. But then when uh, we put their pictures side by side, something else jumps out at you. Yeah, I guess it's the hairline. Well, Pastor Lazel and the other settlers came here with a, with a plan to let their conduct back up their witness, to show others by word and deed how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. You can take that mission statement with you to Elgin, Andrew, and I'd invite you to take along with you something else from those first settlers, including Lawrence Lazel. You know, when we think of the, uh, those who came over here in 1845, what, what words normally come to mind, for me anyway, maybe are courage and, uh, and determination and zeal. All of those things are good. Take them with you. But as I was uh, reviewing uh, Lawrence Lazel especially, something else really stood out for me that I hadn't noticed before. Um, each one of the settlers before they came wrote some, uh, some words And in his, 
he demonstrated great and deep humility. As he confessed that during his early years, so often his conduct did not match up with his witness. And he humbly repented of that and gratefully received Christ's forgiveness. And then he searched out a spiritual mentor, which he found in Pastor Lee. Well, St. Paul was Timothy's mentor. And he also encourages humility from Timothy. He doesn't use the word, but he says to Timothy, practice these things. This is right after he has, has told Timothy to devote himself to the public reading of the scriptures, to preaching and, and to teaching. And then he says, practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Young Timothy needed to stay grounded in the scriptures and in the primary task of a pastor of, of preaching and teaching. And while he was well-trained and very bright, there still was room for improvement where people could see his progress. You get the connection, I know. So back to our list. Set an example in, in speech, in conduct, and then also in love. Knowing Christ's love for you and, and showing your love for him and for others. Set an example also in faith. Trusting in Christ. Letting your faith be seen by others as you depend on him, not just for salvation, of course that, but not just for salvation, for everything. Every daily decision and task. Faith that will help to keep you free from worry and able to accept and cope with ever-changing circumstances. And the last one on the list, it's an interesting one. The first four were really pretty general. Important, but general. This one much more specific. As Paul encouraged Timothy, as he encouraged all Christians, and, and we do today as well, to purity. That was a foreign concept to most people in Paul's time, just as it is to many people in ours. But purity is so very necessary at all times because it's so contrary to what comes naturally, so unlike what we see all around us, what we are encouraged to accept and condone ourselves. It's quite a list. Set an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, purity. Do you think you can do all those things? Yes, you can. And no, you can't. Yes, to some extent anyway, because you're a follower of Jesus. And no, because like each of us, you are an imperfect follower of Jesus. In a way, though, if you let it, that can make you a better pastor. Because you, you, you will know both the temptation to sin and what happens when you give in to that temptation. 
Most importantly, you'll know the forgiveness from God. You'll experience firsthand, as you already have so many times, his grace and mercy in your life. So that's St. Paul's description of, of leadership. Jesus also gives us one when he tells his disciples, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What he's saying is that perhaps more than anything else in a leader, it's the attitude that counts. If you are willing to serve, people will follow you. The greatest leader is the most humble servant, and vice versa. The Bible is filled with examples of serving. The one in today's gospel reading is the one I want to mention briefly. It's uh, quite instructive for us and, and perhaps particularly for pastors. You remember the story. Jesus is at the home of Mary and Martha. Martha is busy serving. Mary is busy listening. Martha asks Jesus to scold Mary for letting Martha do everything that needed to get done. And much to her chagrin, Jesus scolds Martha, not her sister. Well, I'm sure that Martha thought she was serving the Lord, but maybe what she was really doing was trying to impress him. Does that ever happen to us? You'll want to watch out for that, Andrew. You'll especially want to remember that really Mary was the one who was best serving the Lord. She was taking time for what was truly important. What Martha was doing was, was helpful, and it was important, but not most important. Listening to Jesus is most important. That's why Paul told Timothy, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, that's preaching, to teaching. God's people love God's Word. Don't ever think they love our preaching. They don't. Well, they do when what we preach is God's Word and Christ's love. Like Mary, they want to sit at the feet of the Savior. And we get to bring them there every time we preach. We get to remind them that the one we follow is one who leads by serving. Who leads us always to the cross where we witness the greatest act of service the world has ever known but which is still unknown to so much of the world because of the very nature of Christ's service and sacrifice. We serve him by making known his serving, his saving. May God bless you as you enter into that service. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.